Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray look at the road to WrestleMania. We know what we're getting at Elimination Chamber. We're getting Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. But where will Cody fit in on his road to WrestleMania? We discussed. Plus, we have two superstars from NXT after what we saw at NXT on Saturday, Vengeance Day. We talked to your North American champion, Wesley, and we talked to your next challenger for Braun Breaker's NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You know, Paul, Paul, our producer, just sent a message, and I want to read it because, and no disrespect to Paul, because how much I disagree with what he just wrote. And I want to get your take, Bully. And he said, the timing for Cody is unfortunate because he needs the kind of time Sammy got to build his storyline, but that got taken away with his injury. And it's a, it's a pretty... Bold statement from Paul. And it's interesting because I think most people would agree with that, but I, but I don't. Do you think Cody needs that type of story the way Sammy needed that story to get over? Sammy needed this story from where he was in his place in his career. He needed the type of story that's being told to get near this level where fans want to see him against Roman Reigns. I think Cody, and this is no disrespect to Paul because I understand where Paul is coming from, but I don't think Cody needs that kind of story or that kind of build. I think it's almost built in. Like Cody's one of those generational type What's talents. built in? I, his, 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 his legacy with his father. And, 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 that, and it's just, the foundation it's, of is the there. story will always be dusty. If you want to be the guy moving forward, okay? So if you're going to win the big one for Dusty, what are you going to do? Continue to to um, uh, retain the big one for Dusty? When does it become about Cody? Hold I on. I think it does. All right, go, go ahead. But I have Hold an on. answer for you. Okay. There is a story that needs to be told. I kind of agree with Paul that a a Cody story needs to be told. Not about Dusty. Dusty should be the peas and carrots. 
The mean potatoes should be Cody. Cody's frustration. Cody should have come out there and say, said, I hated Stardust. Cody should tell about his trials and tribulations of being there in detail. Cody should talk about why he left and started AEW. Tell me the real reasons why you were so frustrated that you had to leave. He had his dad's legacy back then. They didn't do shit with it. He didn't do shit with it. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to? Why? Is it the only thing that we have? No, Cody has more of a story now than he ever has. I want to know about the Cody story. I know the Dusty story. We can always use the Dusty story as a little bit of enhancement to the Cody story. You got to get out of that fucking shadow. I think, but but Bully... My opinion, and I like yep. where you're coming from. And listen, if they went that direction where he actually told the truth about what happened with him the first time he was with the WWE and it didn't work out, no fault to him, but definitely fault on creative, they could tell that story and it would bring people in. But I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I just, when, when I start to think and promos come through my head here, watch, Cody could be up there saying, talking about how. I was the son of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Do you have any idea how embarrassing it was for me to have to put that makeup on every single week and call myself Stardust? Not only did I not believe in myself, not only did I know fans didn't believe in me, but I felt like my father was disappointed in me. There's your fucking promo. There's how you take the two worlds and you combine them. But the, 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 the A in that promo is Cody. The B is Dusty. Too much relying on, oh, the, this belt my father couldn't win. I like the story, but Dusty's not here with us right now. He's not going to beat Roman. He's not going to be defending the championship if, if Cody wins. It's Cody. I know Dusty's story. We all do. We all love Dusty. I want to love Cody the same way I love Dusty. Doesn't that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I and I do agree they could go that way. By the way, that would make for great TV leading up to WrestleMania. But my thought is, Bully, is that once, once he wins that championship title then already Dusty becomes the B story after that because he's able to accomplish something that his father was never able to do. Once he wins that championship, that's it. Now he's out from under Dusty's shadow. Why? Because he was able to accomplish something that his father was never able to do. Listen, whenever we bring up anything involving Cody, we always bring up Dusty, even AEW. Because we bring up that, you know, he's a genius just like his father. Boy, he can put on, you know, double or nothing. He put together that card just like his father invented Starcade. They always compare Cody to his dad. But once Cody wins that championship bully at WrestleMania, then all bets are off. Now he is completely out from under his dad's shadow once that, once that happens at WrestleMania 39. Okay, I can understand your point of view, but you are putting all your eggs in that basket. Yes, I am. On that victory. Yes. It has to happen. If you're like you're right. You're 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 putting it all on one number, man. You're putting all your chips on one number. Like and that number is WrestleMania 39 for Cody. If it doesn't happen, then yes. Then everything just completely crumbles and falls apart. I'm betting everything that Cody wins and beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. Fair enough. I understand your perspective on your on your story. And that and to me, bully, that makes that moment one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. Like if if that happens. But to your point, bully, it makes for more compelling TV leading up to WrestleMania 39. Maybe the moment's not as big, but man, the TV will be must-watch as we get closer and closer to LA. I love 
using Dusty as a part of the story, but I want to hear the Cody story. What has happened in the past five years with Cody, to me, is a lot more intriguing than, hey, my dad couldn't win the big one. Cody left because he was frustrated and was starting to dislike this business with a passion. He goes to Ring of Honor. He goes to Impact for a little while. He does the indie thing. He makes the list. Bring that list back up. Show me that list again. Talk to me about how much you hated Stardust. Talk to me about how you were you felt you were getting treated just like your dad was getting treated when they put him in polka dots. Talk to me about AEW. Talk to me about why things went wrong with AEW and you had to leave the AEW and come back to the WWE. Talk to me about how people thought you were a sellout for coming back. Talk to me how you're, about how your friends talked behind your back about you going back to the WWE. Talk to me about how fellow wrestlers now all of a sudden want to be your friend because you're back in the WWE. Tell me those stories about you. Tell me how it made you feel. Tell me how it made your wife feel. To me, that is interesting. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000 with NBA, NHL, and college basketball entries today. Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Prize Picks is the perfect selection for me. Download the app today and use code BUSTED for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BUSTED for a first deposit matchup to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. NFL fans, right now on the SXM app, hear in-depth coverage of your team with the Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. It's all the analysis, all the breakdowns that matter to you, hosted by the players who played for your team and the fans who eat, sleep, and breathe it. 32 diehard fan bases, 32 podcasts. The Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. B-L-E-A-V. Search Believe in, followed by your team on the SXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The one and only Wesley West. Good morning yeah. and thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. How are you feeling after that big victory on Saturday? Uh, I feel good. I feel real good. Like I feel that justice was served. Okay. Wes, are you one of those one of those guys who likes to go back and watch the match afterwards? And if so, did you? Um, it takes a bit of time for me to get back and watch matches again. Um, I like to relish in the moment of accomplishing and, and, and just feeling good about what it is that was done. Um, but I have had the time to sit back and watch the match again and like reminisce and recollect on the things that I've, that, that was done. And I feel good. I feel really good. When you sit back and you watch a match, you normally do it by yourself or you do something with a veteran or a wrestling mind that you trust who can help to critique or show you how you can tighten your game. Uh, the first time I watch it as a fan, uh, I do my best to watch it from an outside perspective outside of myself so that I can see if I'm able to appreciate what I do as a fan and if that's able to happen then i know that i'm along the right path and then i can go back there and start critiquing myself and watching it with an individual that has a better mind than i do so i can get a deeper insight on the ins and outs on what i should and shouldn't be doing you know wes talk about these last you know 13 14 weeks for you you know halloween havoc you capture the North American championship. We all see you get emotional with Shawn Michaels and this ride that you've taken. And then, you know, that really helped Wes if they didn't already have it, an emotional connection with your audience. And then to watch this play out and, and a match that 
everybody is saying kind of stole the show on Saturday in that opening contest. Like, I'm sure you kind of probably have that mindset when you entered the ring on Saturday night. Uh, I did. I did. It's uh, I know what I bring to the table, and I also know what Diajack brings to the table. So it, it, it was a recipe for a for a magical moment. Um, I, I love healthy healthy competition. So like, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna showcase myself to the best of my abilities. And um, hey, I'll I'll be a king of thieves and walk away with the show every single night if I have to. But um, I I just want to showcase my ability the best that I can so I can inspire individuals to do the exact same thing. If it leads to individual, uh, everyone else stepping up and leveling themselves up in the process, then I feel like I'm doing my job the proper way. Um, Wes, there were points in the match that I really, really enjoyed because of the psychology. And then there was a point or two in the match that I found scratching my head. Let me let me talk about one moment in time first. You were going for a German suplex on Dijak, and you couldn't get him up and over. You decided to step away from the German. You caught him with a kick to the back of the head. You rehooked the German, and then you finally got him. I really like the psychology of that moment of having to soften up the big man. Where did you learn psychology? I mean, obviously it's in NXT, but did you learn that piece of psychology from a specific uh, performer, um, a match that you had watched? When did you, because not a lot of guys really understand how that little transition can mean so much. Uh, I'm a huge martial arts enthusiast. And I understand that small breakdowns of an individual can lead to a major result that you are actually looking for. I wanted that German. I wanted to dump him on the back of his head. Um, but size difference, I mean, I got the power for it, as you can see. But, like, it takes a little bit of more in order for me to get that bigger man in the position for me to utilize my power. So... I tried breaking down his ribs at first, didn't quite really work. And then, yeah, got to go for the dome piece. I told him to protect his neck, but he didn't do it very well. (laughs) And then later on, we saw Dijak do a moonsault. And I wasn't quite sure why the moonsault was there or what he was. I I know that the other guys were on the floor, but that moonsault just felt a little, I don't know, maybe misplaced. Was that something that uh, you saw coming? I mean, I know you had a, a front row seat. I just it's just one of those things that I didn't understand too much. Well, I'll let you know right now. I was knocked out at that point. Like he caught me in the mouth. Uh, I was on Dream Street. I didn't know that Tony and Stax came out there and did their little thing and helped me out. Well, all right, I can say that they helped me out because I was in a bad spot. I was in a real bad spot right there. So um, I I'm not quite sure what he was going for. Like I've seen him do similar things before where he has taken people out while they were sitting in chairs. So I'm guessing that's what he was going for, but didn't quite work out the best for him. If I, if I say so myself, but all in all, um, I know that he was just trying to give me the best that he possibly could. Uh, he wants to have his, his in a way retribution for uh, the way that he never was properly like given that chance. And now that he has the opportunity to take out somebody that he feels that he could, he was going to do the exact uh, that exact thing. Just didn't work out. Plus, I, I would have to think that being in front of a live crowd again, being in front of an arena full of people, being outside the performance center, you're going to get let the emotions get the best of you. What was that like to be back in front of a crowd again, like what we had on Saturday? Ah, whew. That's hard to put into words, honestly. Like, I don't know if you can tell from the moment that I stepped out of that silo for my entrance, that energy was electric. Like, I felt every cheer just vibrating through my body as I was making my entrance. And it's it's a feeling that is extremely hard to describe. But once you feel it that one time, it's something that you are chasing for a very long time again. And um, being out on the road, being outside of Orlando, being in Charlotte was really, really dope because they really appreciated what it is that we did. And it was felt the entire night. 
So stepping out of Orlando and I'm looking forward to all of the other places that we end up stepping to because the product that we have is amazing, but it's an amazing product that is even better in person. So when people are able to see that and feel the energy and the vibe that we are creating and, and, and putting out there for everybody, it's, it's, it, it elicits that kind of reaction. It's a, it's a magical thing. It really is. Wes, was that the largest crowd you've been in front of? Uh, by like a couple hundred by a couple hundred I, I had a really really nice um um well a very large show while i was out in mexico and uh that was probably one of the largest crowds that i had been a part of but okay but in I, recent I, in recent memory in recent large... time yes 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 100%. so what, what what i had asked we had sean michaels on last week and he was telling me about how some of the things that he you know, does with talent or says to talent to prepare them. And I was wondering what it was going to be like for talent who may have never experienced the rush of that many people before. Yes, you've experienced it once before, but not in a while. So for you, when you feel that ovation, when you feel the fans cheering, that'll get your adrenaline running really quick. How do you bottle that? And does it take over you? And does it take you a couple of minutes in the ring to finally settle down? Um, I will say, that, as everyone knows, I'm a very emotional person. Like, I, I'm, I'm not one to shy away from it. There were tears that I was holding back at just the reaction that I received from the fans from being out there the first time. That was completely unexpected. Like, I know that I'm appreciated and loved here in Orlando, uh, there was a time period where it was kind of fickle, but uh, we got it to where everybody is now on my side and it feels great. And this was the first time stepping out in Charlotte and I did not know how it was going to be. But as soon as my music hit, there was that light little rumble. But as soon as I jumped out of that, it, 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 it erupted. And I have... I have a rather decent ability of compartmentalizing my emotions and things like that from the time that I have been in the military. So... In that time period of Dijak making his way down there, I knew that it was go time. I had no moment for me to, okay, settle yourself down. This needs to, you need to focus on what it is that you have. It was just right there. I lived in that moment during my entrance. I looked, I took in every single second that I could while my music was playing because that was my time. But as soon as his music hit, I knew that it was no longer about me. I needed to focus on this man right here and take care of business and got the job done. So uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's a very difficult path to navigate with your emotions on being able to utilize those as fuel. But at the exact same time, not have that be a hindrance and slow you down and prevent you from being able being able to perform at your best abilities. You know, uh Bully just mentioned that we had Shawn Michaels on last week, and one of the questions I asked him was about the locker room and the team atmosphere that I saw firsthand when I was there for Halloween Havoc. You know, talk about how special this NXT roster is right now. <laughs> um, I don't think special is the proper word. Um, I think exceptional is going to be the one that really stands out for me because every single individual that is here now really wants the best and not necessarily just for themselves, but for everyone else as well. That co healthy competition that I spoke about from before, that is something that is synonymous with everybody that's in our locker room. When we see somebody that is stepping up and doing their thing on a very high level, it makes us want to do the exact same because if one of us can do it, another one can do it. We are all provided with the exact same like knowledge and, and training atmosphere. It's all about the effort that you're putting forth. And when you see individuals coming in here from different walks of life and they are busting their ass in order to get an opportunity, veterans like myself, it's, it's inspiring because we see that hunger and we see that drive within them and it reignites, if not further fuels the fire and drive that we have inside of ourselves. So I know that I've hit new levels after meeting all of these newcomers into this business. And I'm looking forward to meeting the, whoever else may come into it, uh, as long as they continue to come in with the proper mindset and the energy on making this better than what it was when you first came into it and trying to level yourself up to the best of your uh, abilities.
Here's an honest one for you, Wes. What is it? You get the call tomorrow, Raw or SmackDown. Are you going to sink or swim? (laughs) I'm going to swim. I'm going to swim really well. Um, Like I said, I I know what I'm capable of. I, I know what I'm willing to do, and there's not very much that I'm not willing to do. I I truly, truly, deeply care about this. It saved my life. And I feel like it would be an injustice if I did not give every bit of myself to this. Um, you only have one life. And You're saying that pro wrestling saved your life? It has. Wow. Um, I did not expect to make it past 24. Uh, I had no outlook no no plan no vision um i joined the military at 18 and i got out at 23 and did not know what the hell i was going to be doing with myself uh during that time period i did start to train and and kind of get my feet wet with professional wrestling but nothing had really taken off and i did not feel like this was going to be a path that i was going to be able to do until i truly dedicated myself to it and even then you never really know what's going to come out of it. So the karma within this, within this business blessed me in a way with opportunities that I was able to step up and, and knock it out of the park. And I just continued to have those opportunities. And now I have a purpose. Like I, I didn't know how I was going to impact the world, but I had a feeling that it was going to end up happening in some way. And with it being on this path, I know that I'm only scratching the surface of my potential. And I know that there are more areas that I'm going to be able to pull from and 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 new plateaus that I'm going to reach and break through. I'm just having fun. I am having a lot of fun right now um, figuring this out because I'm still figuring it out. This is con- this is a constant ever evolving process and if you feel like you figured everything out you're wrong like there's always something to learn and there's always something to get better at you know you talk about how pro wrestling is meant for your for you and your life and your future when you won that north american championship and you now know that hey i've accomplished something i have a championship title knowing that the company and Shawn michaels have faith enough in you to put you in that position. How important was that moment for you? Huh. Um, that was a huge like stamp of approval or like a, a, a true sense of validation. Um, I had one of my idols tell me that he loves my work and that he has faith in me and he believes in what it is that I'm doing. That like, uh, it, it's it's enough to let me know that I am doing the right thing. And even though I make mistakes along the way and I may fall short in certain situations, the faith and the belief that they have in me, know, I know that I will, they, they, it's a part of the process. You're not going to be perfect every single time that you are out there. And the belief in me, even through my mistakes and shortcomings, means that they see that potential in me and they know that it's going to manifest in me even better than what it already has. So I tell Sean and Triple H all the time that I will run through a wall for them if they want me to. You just point me in the direction and you just tell me how you want it done. I love this and I love doing it the best of my abilities and they allow me to do that so thank you when y'all watch this thank you <laughs> i love it i love it Wes, talk to me about something uh a part of your game that you feel you need to improve on quickly where would you like to just get better to take you to that next level but do it quickly mm. nowhere there's nowhere that you can have in a exceptional growth in a very short time period because there is a process to this. You have to go by trial and error 
And you have to, like I said from before, make mistakes and fall short. This is a trial by error process. And you're constantly just throwing things at the wall, waiting to find out what sticks. And sometimes things stick faster than others. And sometimes it just fall, it, it just hits the wall and falls right back down. So tell me long-term then as part of the process, what do you want to get better at? Or what tool do you want to add to your toolbox that'll get you to the, the main roster and main eventing WrestleMania one day? Um, I would like to... I'll say incorporate a little bit more technical skills. Um, I am more of a high flyer. I have a bit of technical prowess, but it's not to the level of, say. Um, You're talking about like a Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero yeah, on the mat, guys yeah, like that. Like okay. somebody that is going to put you down and grind you. Like, I know how to do that. It's just that knowing the 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 quick nuances of being able to quickly incapacitate somebody so that I can really grind somebody like that. It's going to take some time for me to figure that out. And of course, it's going to take more time of me getting in there with certain opponents and figuring out their nuances more specifically. Um, but like, yeah, I would say that's probably it. I would like to add to my technical prowess. It's, it's, it's hard for me to elevate my high flying because, ah, there's not too much that I can't really do. You're just too <laughs> damn good at it already. <laughs> but um, but I, I do know where I need to work on. I'm not going to disclose every single one of those because I don't want all my I don't want my uh, my opponents to know my downfalls. But uh, uh, I I will say that my technical prowess can be leveled up a bit, and the training that I'm having right now is 100% helping with that. Um, Coach Carino is helping out heavily with that and also i still very much connect with uh coach terry taylor too um they both keep me locked in and focused on what it is that i want to accomplish and i can't thank them enough uh wes last question and thanks for the time and again anybody who didn't catch uh vengeance day uh on peacock make sure you go back and watch it especially the opening contest with Wesley as he defended his NXT North American Championship. Now, I have no doubts in my mind that you would succeed on the main roster, so I'm not even going to go there. But how difficult would it be for you to leave NXT to go to the mm, main roster? That, that's a good question. Um, it would be difficult. Um this is where I've really cut my teeth within the company and it, it, it will be foreign going to raw or SmackDown and, and having that different vibe and that different atmosphere and carrying that, that stress and that anxiety of being on the main roster. Uh, but being down here because, well, because being down here in NXT, I, I've established myself, like people know who I am and what I represent and they know that they can come to me for insight um, from a veteran's standpoint, but also I can make it as relatable as I possibly can for people that don't quite understand where I may be coming from. So leaving that would be a little bit difficult because I'm just, I'm just so used to being that person that people come to. And now when I go to the main roster, I'll be that person that's going to people. So having that dynamic change would probably be the most difficult thing, but I'm not one to shy away from asking questions. A closed mouth doesn't get fed, and I'm a student of this game. I really want to continue to learn as much as I possibly can so that I myself become better, but at the exact same time, I'm able to teach other people by osmosis as well. Well, Wes, I want to thank you so much for the time. Amazing match on Saturday, and Man, uh, we have seen you grow as a competitor, as as a man in the ring and outside the ring. Uh, your story's incredible, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. And thanks again for the time. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I greatly appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me on. 
This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. To me, the line is mellow is money. And when I say that, I mean our next guest, Carmelo. Hey, sir, how are you this morning? Hey, Dave, what's up, man? I, don't, I can't see you on here, but I don't know if you're on here or not. I'm, 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 I am. You probably have to swipe to the right or some shit like that. Oh. Try, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to play. Cool. What's did up, that guys? work? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's probably you know what? It's probably better if you don't see me. Actually, <laughs> last time <laughs> but, we just did on the phone, so yeah, we did on the phone. Good to but see no, you but, again. Yeah. but seriously, and and again, to see your growth in the company, to see you uh, these last few months, and to see what we saw on Saturday, because it is very rare that we see a two out of three falls match and somebody dominate the first two falls like you did on Saturday and still be able to tell a story like you did on Saturday. Kudos to you, sir. What a great cool. match at Vengeance cool, Day. Cool. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. You got it. Did you feel like you, did you feel like, you know what, that was, you know, maybe one of your best victories so far in NXT. Uh, the experience was great. I still feel like, I mean, maybe I'm a perfectionist in my work, but I do feel like there was a lot of things that I could have done different and I could have done better. Um, you know, but I mean, the experience was great. I just think like the connection I felt like with the crowd, there's certain things that I could have done different, I think, or I could have done better. So that's, that's, that was my takeaway from it, but I'm glad that it was received well. Um, and there was a lot of pressure going into it. Cause you know, Sean had said, Oh, this is the, uh, uh, this was going to steal the show. So you know, the, the expectations are already very high. So I'm just hoping that we, we met his expectations. Carmelo, I'm a big fan of the introspective question, and you already put it out there, so I'm going to follow up on it. You said there were sure. things that you could have done better. We don't have to get yeah. into everything. Tell me the number one thing you wish you could have done better, despite the fact that you won the first two falls. Okay, from a work standpoint uh, or from a, like behind the curtain standpoint, I felt like we – Tell me, tell me whatever, be honest yeah. with me. Tell yeah. me oh, what yeah. you could have done better. I feel like we could have put the the stipulation of the match over better. Um, and I think an issue that in my mind was that, you know, a lot of people are so programmed to see one fall, one fall go to a third. So I don't know if there was something in between, you know, that I don't think people were expecting I was going to get the two falls. As I'm listening to the crowd, I'm thinking that, you know, I think they're they're about ready for an Apollo fall at this point. And, and I feel like there was down moments where, you know, they weren't coming because they were like, OK, well, when's Apollo going to get his fall so we can really get cooking here? Um, and that's just from a professional standpoint as like, you know, being in there, being involved. Uh, but, you know, I was happy with it. Me, Apollo and I, we worked hard. You know, we definitely worked hard and, and I thought all of our stuff was good. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm ready to, to get back out and do it again and, and one up I that. And listen, I, I love the fact that you're always a student of the game and you always want to yeah. learn. But I but yeah. I look at that match completely different than you did. And I probably as I should, because I'm just a fan watching at home. I I thought the story you told was absolutely fantastic. And I love the fact that you dominated and won those first two falls. And I think immediately it brought us to what we saw at the end of the show with you and Braun Breaker. Because you dominated, because you won those first two falls, now I'm mm -hmm. buying in that the only thing that's next for you is that NXT championship. And it's funny. I feel like the fans were thinking the same way. So however you were feeling during that match, I'm telling you, the fact that you won those first two falls really put over that final moment, which is what everyone's going to remember anyway. It's always the finish yep. that they remember. And the way that that show went off the air with you and Braun Breaker, I can't wait now to see you in the ring with Braun. Last time we talked, I told you that was the end goal. I yep. said, that was, you know, I told you, I said, this is what the end goal is for me. And I was hoping we were going to get there. And I'm just glad we're finally there. Yeah. How, how do you feel about your chances up against a Braun Breaker, who seems to be making strides every time he's out there. 
I think the real question is like, how does Braun Breaker feel of his chances against me? Because uh-huh. if you know what I mean? If we're being completely honest, I'm the only guy really on the NXT locker room that he hasn't hasn't gone one on one against. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys that he's gone against that I've beaten as well. Um, I feel like I know I don't feel I know I know that I'm his biggest threat and he knows I'm his biggest threat. Um, there's a reason why him and I haven't been in the same ring. There's a reason why we haven't had this match, because if we had had this match sooner, I'd be the champion already. Uh, I'm just putting it out there and I know that and I know that with my, with my heart and with my soul. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting in the ring with Brown and, and proving that, that I am like the best in NXT. He might have that title, but I'm the uncrowned king. Now, Carmel, your your character on NXT is a little egotistical. You know, it's in your face. It's, you know, you're you're always kind of putting yourself over. But at the same time, you're getting the fans to really react to you in a positive way. I saw a lot of people chanting your name on Saturday, a lot of Carmelo signs, a lot of, you know, Mello is money signs out in that audience on Saturday. Why do you think you're winning over to fans like you are? Because I'm not lying about anything I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying the truth. <laughs> everything and everything I say, I'm backing it up. So it's like, it, you know, it can be yeah, considered egotistical, sure. But like, I, I'm I'm saying what I'm saying. And then I go in the ring and I back it up. And, and I think that that earns respect. And I think that I, I think now it's more of, OK, you know, this guy, he says what he's going to he says what he's going to do and he does it. And, and I think that that's sort of like an admirable trait of a great talent, not just in wrestling in any sport. Carmelo, one of the questions I ask of, of most of the NXT guys and gals is about the brains that they get to pick down there in NXT. You have an amazing um, coaching staff. Oh, yeah. To learn from. Who's your go-to? When you need the honesty, when you need that yeah. brutal smack in the face wake up call, when you know you want, um, you know, <laughs> no smoke blown up your ass. When you I don't want to hear what I want to hear. Exactly. You'll like this one, Terry Taylor. <laughs> it's a good one. That's my guy, man. That's my guy. Did I block? Did I block out? I'm getting a call. I don't know if I cut out. No, no, um, we got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, Terry Taylor is my guy. Uh, he'll give it to me straight whether I want to hear it or whether I don't want to hear it. And most of the time I go to him because I want him to tell me what I don't want to hear. Because, you know, if there's that set that that doubt in your mind, it's like there's the smallest doubt in my mind, I'll go to Terry because I know he's going to shut it down. He's going to tell me exactly what I should know. But there's so many. Sean, uh, Bloom, uh, Fit, uh, Coach Norman. Uh, there's a ton, a ton, a ton. And I utilize every single resource here. I don't, you know, I don't take any of these guys for granted at all. Kamala, how important was that show on Saturday to, to be outside of your comfort zone in Florida, to go out to North Carolina, to have an arena full of people like you did on Saturday? You know, how important was that show? Uh, I felt like for the brand, it was, it was, it was almost like a coming out party. I know we had stand and deliver, um, but that was, you know, off piggybacking off of mania. So it was really like, Hey, like, let's go out and show them that all this hard work, because if you remember 2.0, everybody wanted to see it fail. And I remember I took in a moment, um, I was just backstage and I was just looking at the crowd. I said, man, like this is built off of the 2.0 era at this point. You know, a lot of people, I'm sure there was a lot of casual fans and stuff there, but like, I felt like this was built off of that whole 2.0 era here. Oh, hey guys, uh, off that 2.0 era. So I felt proud. I felt very proud. I said, hey, man, I, I was next to Andre Chase. I said, dude, look at this, man. I was like, look at this. I'm like, we really did this. That was a proud moment. But um, further than that, it did feel like it was bigger than that in a, in a sense, too, because uh, all of us guys were not established talents in, in, in a sense. Like, besides, there was a couple guys like Apollo been up to the main roster and things like that. But we were all pretty new, young, hungry talent. So, like I said, sense of pride, sense of, you know, accomplishment. Carmelo, it obviously seemed to us like, at one point or another, the powers that be wanted that black and gold brand to fall by the wayside and 2.0 to become the new thing. Yeah. I feel like it's slowly going back in the other direction. Do you feel the same? Do you feel that black and gold era-esque time coming back to NXT in the ring, on the microphone, and with the stories that are being told? So me personally, I feel like the, the conversation with the black and gold, I feel a lot of times like people, you know, 
say like, oh, I miss Black and Gold, but it's a lot of the talent. Like, you got to remember, like, it was the talent that made Black and Gold what it was. You know, it really, it's it's very similar in structure. I mean, we're not going out and doing 20-minute matches and things like that as often. It's more of a fast-paced show because of the, you know, but the it, it took that talent to make it what it was. So that's why it's like with this 2.0 era and leading into what we're doing now, you know, there's still, it's a mix. It's a heavy bag because we don't have as many experienced big names. And we're trying to also at the same time, get over newer talent with no experience. Um, so I do think it has its high spots where it's like, yeah, you know, we've got uh, some bangers here, but then we have to utilize our fresh talent and we have to get them TV time. So I don't think it's necessarily that there's shades of black and gold, because like I said, they're, those are those guys, like the Tommasos, the Adam Coles, the Garganos. You know, like the list goes on and on and on. It was studs, bets. Here, it's like we're trying to reprogram the audience to see, like, hey, look, we have these all these up-and-comers. Now it's truly, really the future. So I hope that answers your question, but yeah. No, but you know what What Saturday did? It made me kind of – and I, I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of people on social media – Saturday's show, like Bully said, reminded people of the old black and gold brand, but it's almost like this made me kind of forget the black and gold brand too as well. It's like, you know, it's like, all right, this is the new era of NXT, and I, but you know what? I'm forgetting that everybody, or the, for the most part, are inexperienced or just doing this for the first time. The stories that are being told, the athleticism, you know, the things that are going on in the ring – this is like, to me, that's why I felt like Saturday was so important. This was such a leap forward for NXT 2.0. Yes, we do know that this is the de- developmental brand. But, man, you wouldn't know it by watching some of the matches that we saw on Saturday. Good, good, good. Yeah, I thought everybody killed it, man. I was I was proud of the you know the whole roster in it. So, obviously, we were all trying to outdo each other. Um, you know, friendly, competitive nature, but like I was just proud that it was a success and everybody was okay. And yeah, we, we, we proved, you know, that we are here and that's all we wanted to do from the get go. Carmelo, when it comes to the feedback of the fan base, which yeah. do you put more stock into the 5,000 people that are in attendance or the 5,000 people commenting on social media? Honestly, I felt like I felt more disappointed with the attendance, how like the reaction from the people that were there, like because everybody online, certain people, I feel like there's certain you can do no wrong when you're, you know, online. You can do a lot of wrong, but, you know, that's just so opinionated. You're going to get so many mixed opinions regardless. Um, But when I was there experiencing the people, I was just trying to feel the people and listen to the people. And I wanted to make sure that they were enjoying their experience with me being the first time that they're getting to experience me and, you know, live. So I took that into account way more than I did the people online. Of course you hear, you know, this and that and whatever, whatever, everyone's going to have their opinion. But uh, me personally, that experience, I was more concerned with how the people that were there felt. Uh, Carmelo uh, on this roster, and there's so yeah. many young talents that are up and coming. Who has really yeah. grabbed your attention on this roster? Uh, okay, so up and coming or, or just like the guys? That, up and coming, up and coming. Up and, uh, there's a bunch of guys uh, that haven't even got to NXT TV that are cooking down here. Um, but as far as guys that are just coming on NXT TV, I mean, I know a lot of people bring up Soul a lot. I know she's definitely somebody who's, who's coming up. She's got a cool move set. Um, there's a there's a bunch of guys. Oops, sorry, hold on, a little battery. Um, trying to think of names here. I don't want to leave anybody out. Um you know what? I'll be completely honest with you. I just have my eyes set on the guys that are my competition right now. Okay, I don't know all right, guys, fair enough. I'm not going to lie. Like, there's fair so many enough. guys I'm helping in the PC, and, and they're on their way up, and it's like, I don't want to forget names, but, like, I'm just so focused on Braun, and I'm so focused on that picture that it's like my mind don't even really – I'm seeing everybody like I should be, I guess I could say. Um, well, you know, and and speaking of help, and speaking of help, Carmelo yeah. – not to yeah. talk bad about anybody else because I love everybody in this community. We're all in the same community. But you know what? You got to get me back on that takeover panel at the beginning of the show because me, here's why. Me? He, yeah, you. <laughs> I need your influence on this because, you know, listening to Matt Camp and Sam Roberts pick, you know, against you and picking Apollo Crews, you need me in there. Because when you step yeah. in the ring with Braun Breaker, you know who I'm picking. I'm picking Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> That's who I'm picking but, for that match. But, Dave, Just I want it. them to root against me. I want them to root against me just so I can shove it in their face later on. So go ahead and root okay. against me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair Let enough. Let them root against me. That's cool. But we'll get you. We once need to get again, you back in. 
Once again, Dave LaGreca politicking Politic for himself. It. Politicking for himself. You got to get me back on the panel show. Yeah, listen, I know the influence that this man has. He's the, he's, he's, forget the future. He's the right now. He's beating Braun Breaker. For he's the about NXT to champion. challenge. The he's about to challenge Braun Breaker for the NXT right. championship. And now he's got to worry about going to the brass to ask to get you <laughs> back on the NXT paddle. So you can chase the. He doesn't hug. have to worry. He doesn't have to. He's got the clout. The man has got the clout. He has, there's no worry. Yeah, he's got the clout. And you're bully. the clout chaser. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, Carmelo, yeah. how sweet yeah. would it be to be able to capture that NXT championship for you? The final the final chapter. I think that like I had to explain to you. I think when we talked last, like this is my senior year. If I can go out on top. You know what I mean? And also to put the brand on my back. And I feel like yep. I've already been doing that, you know, without that title. So, I mean, if I can just have that final stamp, you know, that final go home with it and, and you know, and then we'll move on to, to greener pastures. But, you know, I think that I need that for that. Carmelo, what exactly does that mean? I mean, I mean no, being yeah. the world champion is one thing, but putting the brand on your yeah. back, what does that mean to you? I think it means taking it somewhere where it hasn't been before or taking it to the next level of where it needs to go. Um, being somebody, one of the forefront guys of, of where we're trying to go with this. Um, I mean, because we're trying to build this, like I said earlier, you know, with 2.0, I think we lost a lot of people and you know, we lost a lot of faith. I want to bring people back. I want to bring new people in. I want people to say, Hey, I'm, I watch NXT for Carmelo Hayes. And then hopefully they see uh, a Grayson Waller and a so-and-so and a so-and-so and a so-and-so. And it's like, okay, now I'm going to continue to watch. But if I can open up, if I can get 500 more people this week and then so-and-so can get 300 and then that's what i'm talking about with putting the brand on my back and then you know representing nxt in the best light possible and saying that kid is what all what nxt represents like that work rate i love it carmelo thank you so much for the time yeah. awesome match on saturday can't wait to see you in the ring with Braun breaker yeah. and this like you said this is your senior year so to be able yeah. to accomplish this on the way out was Definitely your goal from day one. So congratulations on everything, Carmel, and thanks for the time as always. Dave Bully, appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.